Blog Talk Radio. Tennis, Mr. Chuck Greasy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get in the game. And hello and good morning and welcome back again to American Tennis. This is Coach Chuck Creasy and uh, I've had about three, four weeks off here to recover and try to get ready for our coaching season, but also with the radio program, it is in our fifth year now, so it was a good little break we had, but it's glad to be, I'm very glad to be back with you, and uh, this coming year of 2017, believe me, we, we will have some great shows, and we'll always talk about those topics that are important to you uh, and exciting and uh, folks, we address issues. Uh, we we always ask you to address issues, not people. And if you do that, if you stay professional, address issues, not people. You can say whatever you want to say, and don't ever forget this is the United States of America. This is not Russia. This is not uh, socialist Europe. This is not some country where you have to worry about uh, what you say. We have freedom of speech. And we we are able to say those things. We just ask you, uh, let's go after the issues and let's go after these associations, these organizations that are doing a crummy job and talk about them the way we need to and uh, try to give them some ideas a long way and some constructive things might happen. But uh, welcome back. I'm Coach Chuck Creasy. Uh, You can see my website and all of the American Tennis radio programs, go to www.chuckcreasy.net, K-R-I-E-S-E, Creasy K-R-I-E-S-E dot net, and then also if you want to send me an email or just uh, have a few ideas, go ahead and uh, shoot me an email at chuck at coachcreasy.com. Uh, if you want to call in, you can call area code 714 714- Five eight three six eight five three seven one four five eight three six eight five three, and we have a short program today. We're going to go over a few things, but uh, 
Folks, I, I wanted to start off before we have to do a commercial and just tell you that every bit of the evidence is leaning to the fact that the Russians have hacked into our USTA and ITA frameworks. It, it, it has to have happened. It has. There's too much evidence out there, folks. There's too much evidence. If you look at it, I mean, come on. We have the most resources of any other country in the world. We have the most uh, opportunity to play sports, and we have the most opportunity. We have the most tennis courts of anybody else in the world. We have money. Boy, that U.S. Open makes tremendous amount of money. We and the other three countries that have Grand Slam events make so much money. We have so many good coaches out there, especially in the college ranks. I mean, think about the amount of players that have been able to come through the college ranks, not just from the United States, but from other countries as well. We have the hub of training and the hub of opportunity in these collegiate programs that we have, the wonderful, wonderful facilities at every college where you have trainers and you have money and you have travel opportunities. And, and, and folks, it's not like we want for anything at all, but we continue to underachieve. So what else can we think? What else can we think? I mean, if, if you look at it, uh, and we're going to talk about this, but pro tennis, it's been what, 15 years since we've had a Grand Slam champion? 15 years on the men's side? I mean, uh, that's what, four times 15, four Grand Slams? That's 60 tries, one, one champion. And, and if you look on the women's side, if, if, if it uh, wasn't for the Williams sisters, I mean, my golly, what was it, Lindsay Davenport? Oh, my golly, that's been probably 20 years, that's, Four times 20, 80, 80 tries. No one except the Williams sisters. Folks, I mean, come on. We're underachieving. What else could it be? It's got to be the Russians. It has got to be the Russians. It has got to be somebody hacking in on our reserve of uh, great resources, energy, but we're, we're, we're really goofing up here. And then if you look at college tennis, it's never been more amoebic and more, it's never been weaker. And in the folks, I mean, what is happening here is just an abomination as well. I mean, my golly, in the 1980s, we had 41 of the top 100 players in America coming from our college program. These are American kids that would, this is American men in, in the, uh, Top 100, all from college programs. Today we have three. Thank goodness. Thank God for John Isner and Steven Johnson. Those guys got better there in college, and they really, really uh, uh, developed their games in college. And, uh, wow, but why haven't we had – I mean, look at, the, look at college in this, this perspective. Every year we have minimum of 100 U.S. kids, men, 100 U.S. young ladies go to college, 100. In the last 10 years, 10 times 100 equals 1,000 players with great talent who have devoted years, years 
to training their tennis skills. And how many great pros have we had in the last 10 years? So college tennis, really, for all the facilities and everything, boy, they don't have anything to uh, bow off about or to be proud of. It's, it's, I mean, what else could it be? It's got to be the Russians. I mean, junior tennis, think about junior tennis in, in the whole United States of America here, we have 350,000, 350,000 kids playing high school tennis and only 17,000 are playing juniors. What in the world's going on there? Now, listen, if there is something probably the Russians have not hacked into, the junior coaches are the place because we've won some Wimbledons, we've won some Grand Slams, we continue to put out the best juniors in the world. And, uh, you know, I credit, you know, the USTA being able to fight off the Russian hacking because they have been able to do a good job in the juniors through the junior coaches around the country. And all of the opportunities we've given our kids have panned out. But still, high school tennis, wow, it it's really has faded and is really in trouble, really been in trouble. You used to be able to go down to the state of Florida and there were hundreds of good high school players. And uh, right now, it's a shell of what it was. It is a shell of what it was. So what in the world is going on there? And this green ball tennis, too, folks, the green ball tennis, the red, or red, orange, and green thing, my golly, we put millions of dollars into this. Do you know in the state of South Carolina, we only have 40 kids, 40, playing green ball tennis, 40 it's got to be the Russians. What else could it be? I, I And listen, I, before I got to go to commercial, I wanted to put this two cents in worth. I mean, really, can you see the socialism or the way that management has been happening with the top-down management in our ITA, in our USTA? Do you see how the management is going? Coercive leadership, force-feeding. It's mandatory that you use green ball tennis. It's mandatory that you sign up for everything ITA. It's mandatory that you do all this. So freedom, American freedom, is not exactly on display out there with our tennis organizations. So, I mean, what else could it be? Folks, if you don't think it's the Russians, or you do think it, call call in today. Call on in. Maybe we'll get you on towards the end of the show. But, uh Man, I'm glad we figured this one out. The Russians are really doing a job on us here, and they probably got tired of us winning so much before about 1990. Now, there's some other correlations before 1990. Maybe we could par, uh, point out. But we're going we're gonna to talk about those when we come back here uh, from our break. This is Coach Chuck Creasy. The Russians are coming. We hope not. Coach J.P. Weber of the We Coach Tennis Radio Show. In my 30 years experience in coaching tennis, I've never seen a better tennis training situation for children than Coach Creasy's total tennis training camps. Chuck Creasy has coached them and trained them in every arena from juniors to collegiate to professional tennis, and over 15,000 children have improved their games at his summer tennis camps. Find out more at ChuckCreasy.net. 
That's ChuckCreasy.net.
that's set up on the playground. We don't allow kids to fight on the playground anymore. And little kids don't hurt little kids. I mean, it's just, we it's ridiculous. I, right before Christmas, I asked uh, any of you listening to go watch The Bells of St. Mary's. It was an old Bing Crosby and Ingrid Bergman movie. And the coolest thing in there was the Mother Superior, the nun, the Ingrid Bergman trying to teach this little kid to turn the other cheek when he was getting decked out on the playground and uh, Bing Crosby, the priest sort of liked it. So what, what mother tree, mother, uh, not mother Teresa, but Ingrid Bergman, what was her name? Uh, Sister. I can't remember what her name is. All the nuns that I had uh, their, their names are popping into my head instead of sister Mary, no, uh, what was it, Sister Mary Clarence? No, no, I'm sorry, that was, <laughs> no, that was that Whoopi Goldberg movie. Sorry, sorry, that was the di- a different one with the nuns. Um, but <laughs> anyhow, the it was Ingrid Bergman went out and got the boxing book book and taught the little kid how to fight, and he defended himself on the playground, and he had to stand up for himself and uh, sort of become a man out there and uh, take care of the bully. And then he and the bully were buddies. The best scene was we said, hey, let's go get an ice cream together after they fought each other. This is what the pecking orders on the playground used to do. But the pecking orders are not defined now as well in the earlier years of school and in high school. So the wrong people often come to the top of the ladder and I what I'd like to uh, say as well is that um, often these weaker people don't make decisions number two people don't make decisions so they call upon consultants now these consultants I know the USTA does the ITA does it they call upon consultants to make decisions for them so that if a bad decision is made it's the consultant's fault, and if the good decision is made, wow, weren't we, weren't we, the ITA or the USTA, so smart in hiring these consultants? So that's probably the reason why weak people are bad people. And I don't want to, I don't want to put those say all, everybody out there's bad, but we do have weak leadership right now. Weak leadership, and I, um, a lot of the things that are happening are very, very frustrating if you absolutely care about our sport of tennis and you're trying to look at it from the educational standpoint instead of the entertainment standpoint. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, the USTA and the ITA have gone towards marketing and the marketeers of our sport and their agenda primarily has to do with how many people play and how many dollars are brought in and how do we bring in money from all of the regulations that people have to go through? Oh, my golly, I'm getting sidetracked here, and I apologize. I'll stick to my outline. But a good example is the ITA forcing the referees uh, to go out and get their endorsement and their uh, licensing, which is 150 bucks or something per head. And what is that? We have a referee here that's had uh, their USTA license for over 20 years and said, you know what, it's just not worth it to this stage to go out and get my refereeing license. 
especially the ITA. We don't make that much money. Why should we do it? In the whole state of South Carolina, right now we're hurting. We only have 51 referees. Well, maybe that's plenty for the red, red, green, orange ball stuff because they only have 40 kids in the whole state playing green ball tennis. My golly, it's it's pathetic. But anyhow, I, I'm tongue-in-cheek with the Russians doing all this, folks. But, I mean, there there has to be a reason why it's happening. Um, and, and, again, I think it's small thinking, uh, wrong people in leadership positions. I think it's the marketeering, the money coming first, uh, entertainment-driven instead of ent- education-driven. And basically, it, the disgusting thing, and, and USTA, this is disgusting on your part. I, I hope you're listening, and I, I hope that you take this back and, and take note of this. But the disgusting thing is you're not honoring the history and the heritage of our sport with all your bastardizations of our scoring system. You are not honoring the people who played before us all of the records that were sent and everything that was done, and you're looking at it now like a cash cow that's sort of out of milk. And, and you, you really are doing the wrong thing by not, number one, you should be honoring our sport and protecting the history and the heritage of our sports. Shameful. Shame on you. Number two, you should be providing incentives for our kids incentives not systems look this systems and this pathway that you talk about you got a consultant down there talks about the perfect pathway in the 10 and under tennis the perfect pathway we need an expressway we need a highway we need everybody doing their own thing trying to go after goals i don't know you do right things or you do things the right way you can do bad things the right way and you might i think that's where we're at with the usta and the ita you're doing the wrong things or bad things the right way which uh good luck on that one that will not inspire anyone what you need to do is do the right things which is inspire individuals to a higher level of motivation to a love of the sport to an understanding of the history and the heritage of our sport to a um, basically a uh, a gratitude, an attitude of gratitude for the ability to play the sport and the chances to play the sport, and and teaching kids how to honor the sport, then everything would be taken care of. Would have thousands and thousands more kids playing. Instead, you put out these silly. I'm not going to call them the other S word. Not nah, stupid. I could say stupid, can I? That's nothing. These silly things like these computer trophies and computer stickers if you play tournaments. My golly, what the world is that? My good friend called me from Georgia the other day and said the USTA is giving now for the 10 and under kids little stickers on their computers, and if they get enough, they get a worthless trophy. They get a trophy. And and where did these guys come from? Who... Well, did, did these guys ever play a sport in their life? Do they understand anything about being successful in a sport? I know some some of them never coached, never played, and it's it's unbelievable. It really, really is unbelievable. 
So, folks, I don't know. Maybe the uh, Russians or the Russians or the Martians. Which I, I I can't I can't keep those two straight. It's either the Martians or the Russians are really invading our uh, the USTA and the ITA. But I want to talk about college being the cornerstone of of it all. It is the cornerstone of it all. If you think about it, why do juniors play tennis? Well, they play for the love of the sport and. I absolutely mean this. I never, ever played for anything except the love of the sport until my senior year in high school. I said, hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good here. Maybe there's a chance to play college, but never, ever before that. But now kids grow up thinking when they're 10 years old, if I do this well, I can go play college. And I'm a parent, too. I'm thinking as I watch my daughter swim and my son play baseball, hey, if they get good at this, maybe they can play college. And what would that pathway for our family be? And the expressway has to be their own. It's not Papa's pathway. It's not the coach's pathway. It is their own heart and their own desire. And that's how they get motivated to pursue this. But the kingpin is college. In college, we could not be doing, and folks, I've been in it, this is 40 years ago I started my coaching career at Clemson University, 40 years ago. And uh, I'm in my 38th year of coaching and 37th, I don't know, one of those. I just know I've done it a long time. And I'm telling you, I've never been more pessimistic as far as the outlook for college tennis. The reason why is over-regulation. We have the foreign issue. We have to address that. We have to address the issue of all of the foreigners taking up all of the scholarships that our American kids could be doing. Now, I've got a great idea for that that does not put any of the foreigners down, but it makes it an open market and a free market where our American kids can compete. But we, our kids need to have something that is solid where they can go to in college is the answer. College tennis, where everything is provided for them, the training, the opportunities, it's provided for them. And when it's provided for them, they can naturally go from a high school level player or a tournament level player to college. And you know what? If they're really good and they really work hard, they might have a little bit of an opportunity to play on the tour, like they did in the 80s when we had over 40 players in the top 100 in the world. And now we have... Nothing. We have three from college. It's amoebic. It's weak. The overregulation in the early 90s, think about it. We went from being able to work the kids as hard as we wanted to, by the way, them working also as hard as they wanted to. Um, this this uh, ridiculous thought that, hey, they can stay and work out more if they want to, it hasn't happened. We have bred a culture of mediocrity. Kids don't stay after school and hit tennis after practice and hit balls on their own anymore. They don't because they're so used to a clock being on them. When the work is done, they leave. Also because there are no role models that went to college and made it into the pros anymore, kids understand that at the end of the line is college tennis. They hope to be on a team, have a fun experience, have a nice experience, and that is it. It is not a training ground anymore for 
professional tennis. And if you, if you really think it is, you're, you're very, very wrong. So there's nothing to look forward to if you're a junior player. So why get better? You can't go play college tennis. And listen, I've got three young children right now. I'm teaching them all tennis, but I think their least chance to play a college sport is probably tennis. Even with me teaching them all the time, free lessons and the opportunities I can give my children, it's uh, just no way. I had a, uh, my good friend called me the other day and he said, uh, said how many uh, games did your son get to play last weekend? He said, Coach, is terrible. They had to play abbreviated scoring. He only played uh, 41 games, and some of them were no ad. And I go, whoa, really? And how much did you have to spend? He said $800. I said, okay, so basically your youngster, you're paying $20, $20 per game. It's costing your youngster to play tennis. And if you play no ad, 4 to 5 or $6 a point. And uh, I mean, just just absurd. It's just extremely absurd. So we're not getting it done when uh, you think about the opportunities to play. Uh, the college is not allowing us to to uh, really for the kids to go after. There's no opportunities in college, and uh, the sport is too doggone expensive. Pro, like I already said, pro tennis is really, um, well, we'll see. Maybe I keep hoping here in Australia, maybe somebody will, um, Shelby Rogers, you know, she had a great win the other day, but let's see if one an American can come through the group here. And uh, sure do sure do need that, something to show college, the, the foreign situation. High school tennis has become an after-school activity. Uh, sadly, uh, only 17,000 out of 350,000 kids play high school, uh, play tournaments who play high school tennis. Junior tennis, the hoops are too many, and it's too difficult to maneuver through it all. It's too expensive. The hoops are too many. What I mean by that is you have 10 and under, 12 and under, 14 and under, 16 and under, 18 under tennis, and the kids have to maneuver through all the rankings all of the different levels. There's too many levels, too many groups, too many uh, breakdowns. We we need to have situations where our kids just go play tennis. They have to just be able to go play tennis, and I'll give it a shout-out. I do believe that UTR, and I talked to Dave Fish back in the early 2001 or two, the need for uh, rating systems, and he went to work and did this, and uh, I've thought about it for years. But they, they've put together this UTR might be the answer. There's some other rating systems that might allow people of different ages who are at the same level to play in tournaments. And we, we've just got to basically stop doing the paralysis by analysis and uh, overcomplicating this whole thing. But um, let me give you a quick rundown what I think they ought to do about college tennis. So, um about running out of time here today but with college tennis it's it's we've got so many international players and and so many people have said well let's explore limiting to two foreigners on every team and uh it's not non-constitutional to do this it's never been explored uh the ita and the old leadership said that they couldn't it was uh 
unfair or unconstitutional, we could have a lawsuit. And, and that's a bunch of baloney, first of all. No kid, no parent, no coach, no AD, no one's going to bring a lawsuit up. We have we have many, many, many bad rules that um, really hurt us in college tennis, but it would be a great thing if we could do that. Now, that being said, let's look at it this way. USTA, two things you need to do. Number one, you need to have any team that has 80% Americans are better. Why don't you guys give a bonus or a grant to that coach or to that school. Come on, dig out a million bucks, you guys. Then how about the top two women's coaches, top two men coaches, or top eight of each? How about a hundred twenty-five grand bonus for those top coaches that do it with American kids? That way you would incentivize, incentivize, not penalize, but you would incentivize coaches to go out and recruit Americans. Look, if a coach around the corner here um, wins $125,000 extra on his salary because he's recruiting Americans, I guarantee you coaches would start going after recruiting American kids. Now, secondly, we need to have an all-American, all-American team. I proposed this to the USTA many years ago, but we need an all-American, all-American team that is made up of just Americans by the USTA. The ITA, you guys are, you know, you've got uh, too scattered, splintered, and you're tap dancing in too many people's uh, on too many people's dance floors, and uh, you you can't can't really do this. But let's make an all-American, all-American team, USTA. I, I guarantee if you will do those things, USTA will be on our way to allowing colleges to uh, go back to recruiting American kids. Let's incentivize. So lots of way to do things, but we've got to understand what we're after. So let's look at uh, the overall ATP rankings right now. I just have this sheet in front of me here. 1 to 100, we only have eight Americans in the men's side. 100 to 200, we only have 10 200 to 300, we have six. 300 to 400, seven. 400 to 500, seven. We have 38 in the top 100. Is that good enough, America? Is that good enough? I don't think so. I think college is the kingpin. College is the cornerstone. Guys, we've got to do something about the college training. We've got to deregulate and allow players to play more matches. We have to be able to practice more. This is a timing sport. This is like music. It's not like football or basketball. This is a timing sport where you have to do it a lot every day to be good at it. We have made our sport into somewhat of an after-school activity, and it's shameful. We need to do better. We can do better. But with with the USTA guys, um, Guys, you got to identify at every level what you have to do and then go get it done. There's a reason why you guys are paralyzed, whether it's bad leadership, um, too many consultants, uh, overregulation. Remember, we don't need pathways. We need expressways. We need freeways. For Just tell us to go take the hill. Don't tell us how to take it. But we can do better. 
We've got more resources. But the hidden question, the hidden question and the hidden thing out there will always be, did the Russians do it? Did the Martians do it? I don't know. I mean, the, everything points to the fact that maybe, maybe that's what happened. Folks, this is Coach Chuck Creasy, and I'm back on now every Wednesday at noon. This is American Tennis, and thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Coach Chuck Creasy reminding you that you're in the process of winning or losing every day of your life, and it has very little to do with a win or a loss. We'll see you next week, folks, on American Tennis. Opinions stated by various contributors to the UR Tennis Network and its programming are not to be considered as endorsed by the UR Tennis Network. Participants are encouraged to use their own discernments and draw their own conclusions. All information, products, and services offered by the UR Tennis Network are for personal use only. The UR Tennis Network does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of information contained within the network. Any products or services provided for should be used solely for entertainment purposes. We emphasize the idea of keeping an open mind and not construing the products, services, or data as factual.